It's so difficult to really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to good's as easy as taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. Soon you'll be walking out the door. You never will get where you're going. Hi, welcome to Four Feet Running with Nick and Dan. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And today is a very special Four Feet Running, which means that we're actually recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, today we're doing the Poco Loco. Yeah, it's April 30th, 2011, A.D. And we're in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, we are. We're going to do the Poco Loco, which is sort of an offshoot of the Mojo Loco. Yep. Uh, it's Except instead of a 50-mile relay, this is a 13-mile everybody does it together. Yep, with a break in between. We're going to be meeting a whole slew of people. Including Steve Runner and Adam. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Marathon. Lots, yeah, lots of loud uh, sounds because it's Boston. Yep. <laughs> we got street parking in Boston. I know. I'm just excited oh, after about... 17 years of driving up here, this is like maybe the first time I've ever had street parking for free. Yeah, free street parking. There's not even a meter over there. Oh, it's I'm, crazy. So I'm psyched. So it starts off our... Uh, Poco Loco on the right track. Yeah, we're doing all right. <laughs> now we're going to go meet everybody at the, at the Double Tree Hotel. Yeah, that's in uh, in Boston, uh, just over the river from Cambridge, around in the Alston neighborhood. Yeah, I don't know this area very well. Yeah. There's a lot of construction because yeah. it's Boston. All right, yeah. <laughs> There's a hotel. I can see the building, but we just got to walk over there now. I don't know how far away we are. Yeah. Maybe half a mile? Maybe, yeah. But it's free. It's free, and there's no meter. <laughs> Did I mention there's no meter and it's free parking <laughs> on the street? Well, uh, the double tree, if, well, if they had parking, which we checked, they didn't, and uh, it was going to be like $5 an hour. Yeah, something like that, 5 bucks an hour. And, uh, and you know, we're going to be here a while because we're going to get food later. Yeah, it's gonna be a long day. So the free is better than that. Yeah, zero is always greater than any number <laughs> when it comes to money. That's the only way. No. <laughs> what are you ever? <laughs> never. I'm never ready to run this kind of distance. Uh, It'll be fine. I you just, just ran nine. Yeah, I just ran nine. I ran ten the week before. Not, not really well or anything, but it's April. Basically, we've had four months of poopy running. <laughs> yeah, basically, since we last chatted. Uh, what happened? Well, oh, I, I got the flu, and then you got the flu. Yeah, that was pretty much the month of January. Yeah, so that's January, just to cross that off the calendar. It didn't happen. <laughs> Never happened. Never happened. And then we just kind of lost motivation. A lot of it was snow. I mean, we got snow. I, this is, like, seven feet of snow. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> You couldn't see houses because they were buried in snow. Yeah, it was... Everybody's roof was collapsing, so it was really hard to run outside. That was from December to February. So, February, cross that off the calendar, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty heavy in February. That month never happened. <laughs> then March, I've just been busy. Yep. March and April, I've been 
kind of busy. I was supposed to run the uh, New Bedford Half Marathon in March. Oh yeah, you didn't. You didn't bother. And I didn't bother because I was just not trained because I had missed like a crucial month or two months. Two really. months really of training. I've been running pretty much in the teens, you know. Yeah, it's I mean, every I've, week. I've gotten used to you know past few years. I've been running 40, 50 miles a week. Now I've been running. I don't know. Maybe I get up to twenty five miles a week on a good week. Yeah. <laughs> But this changes this week because we're training for the Rock and Roll Half Marathon. Yes, yeah. We're going to be doing the inaugural Rock and Roll Half Marathon in Providence in August. Uh, Which, I'm not really expecting PRs in August, but I thought maybe I should train well. So I yeah. at least give it a week. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, it'd be nice if I got a PR. But I'm not hoping for one because it's going to be hot. And I think I've made this clear in past episodes that I don't enjoy heat. No, no, you don't. Although we did do um, a race series, a 5K race series in March. Yeah, that that's, was fun. That's something we did. Yeah, that was like a, it was like an Irish themed around St. Patrick's Day 5K race series. One a week. Yeah, that kind of got my mojo back a it little did. bit. It helped me a lot. I mean. It's an expensive little package, but we got four t-shirts out of it. Yeah, I think that's sort of... Three races. Really why we did it. Because <laughs> they it, said that you could register for three races. If you do all three, you get a fourth t-shirt free. And uh, it, it really did help get our running mojo back a bit. Yeah. And I got a PR. Very nice, yes. Yeah, so that's how I got it. <laughs> because you didn't run and you didn't train and you didn't prepare at all. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I actually I broke the 25-minute uh, mark. That's right. This is you got. Yeah, that was in Worcester. Yep. Uh, like mid-March sometime. I don't remember the exact time because Buckeye is down right now, and that has all my race times. It's a some eight-minute mile. Yeah. It was like 24. I don't know, maybe 40 something. Yeah, I think it was 40 some seconds. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I've been doing a lot of CrossFit, so I think that's actually kept me really fit. You haven't been running as much lately, but you traded it in for CrossFit. Yeah, I'm, I'm part of the cult now. Yeah. And considering I haven't been running, didn't feel like running, didn't train, wasn't prepared. Yeah. But just been doing CrossFit about three times a week. Yeah. And I got a PR. I'm okay with that. Did all right. <laughs> I'm getting strong like bull. Yes, you are. <laughs> strong like bull. Um, that's about it. <laughs> oh. We haven't done a lot of races. No. We did a Jinto race, but that was that was just one big disorganized mess in our hometown. We've had it on previous podcasts before. Yeah. The Jinto 5K run. It's just it's too crowded. It was just... Why don't we just casually jog around Fall River with a bunch of other people? Yeah. I'll, I'll pay money to run a route that I run all the time anyway. Yep. <laughs> For free. And get a t-shirt that I won't ever wear. So. Yeah, it's in the drawer. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I put the t-shirt away. I don't like... I don't wear cotton shirts. Okay. Well, what we are going to do is um, we have, in a few weeks, the Cherry Tree Half Marathon in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I think it's the first year for that race, too. Yep, so that should be disorganized. Yeah, probably. Um, and we're doing the Warrior Dash, so we're going to jump over fire. Yeah. That's in June. Do you feel prepared for that? No. <laughs> you get to, it's an obstacle course race. Yeah. It's about a 5K. They do these all over the country. Yeah. This one is in northern Mass, right near New Hampshire. It's like three miles, but it includes obstacles. Yes, like climbing walls, jumping over fire, mud pits. Uh, uh, cargo nets. Yeah. Climbing walls. It, it should be a, a, a riot. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you don't leave there clean. No, no. They just have hoses to yeah. <laughs> shower you off with mud. <laughs> I'm excited. I really, really am. Now you talked me into it because you kept chanting, Jump over fire! Jump over fire! Jump over fire! I want to jump over fire! <laughs> what are you ever, ever going to jump over fire? Uh, that's never. a good point. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to set the lawn on fire over it, so... No, but that's like, I don't know how to train for it. 
You jump over a little fire and then... See, I feel I feel confident because of the CrossFit. We do a lot of jumping, plyometric exercises. Yeah. We do a lot of climbing, rope climbs and things like that. So, I'm in no way worried. See, I'm a little worried because I'm just like... I don't normally climb walls and stuff. <laughs> no, our walls are not climbable. No, I usually jump over. We don't have a mud pit I can train in. Well, or bar, barbed wire. I mean, wire. there's a lot of pooping in there, but... Yeah, I'm not doing that. I mean, pink eye. <laughs> we don't have barbed wire I can crawl under to, like, see if I like it or not. No. sounding great with the wind yes, and the sir. traffic. Well, if you know the show. <laughs> yeah, don't expect good audio quality. Let's see, we're right outside the double tree. We're getting close to it anyway. I can't remember how many people are doing this thing. I think it's it's either 12 or 16. I can't remember. I kind of lost track of the who and the what's. I haven't been online. Yeah. You know, I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> I've pretty much given up Twitter. I kind of look at Facebook a little bit, but I've just been really busy. Yeah, you said a lot to do. Not you, you, you lost your job. Yeah, nope. I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> so that's what happened to me in February, too. That's an update I can give you. Yeah, I've been trying to work a lot harder. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, on the means... Because I want to keep the house. <laughs> that would be fantastic if we could. I'm almost in the lobby. Well, the list of people who's running this has changed recently. Yeah. Um, some people dropped out. Some people dropped in, you know. Yeah. John from the Poi was originally supposed to run this, but then he ended up losing his job as well. Yeah. And then he got a new job. Which took him to Nantucket. So now he lives on the island of Nantucket. So he's John from the Tucket. <laughs> whose uh, foot got caught in a bucket. <laughs> Sure, it was too short. He couldn't tuck it. <laughs> can't, I can't remember how that one goes. So you, you got a master's in writing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when you meet temptation and the urge is very strong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. Not just a little squeak. Pucker up and blow. And if your whistles weak, yell Jiminy Cricket. Take the straight and narrow path. Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. We're just waiting. All right. Do you guys want to pull that out of my car so I'll tell you? Uh, oh, sure. That'd be, that'd be great. So. Yeah. Oh, thanks. But we got free parking on the street. Yeah, yeah, no meter, nothing. This would be a solar motor. Well, this would be good. It's, it's going to be a beautiful day. I think the temperature's a little cool now, but I think it'll warm up. Yeah. And so for everybody that's listening, and I, I'm not just on the spot, but we're going to get a special episode of Four Feet Runner. Yes, I am there recording. There we go. He's all wired up. I'm recording right now. Nice, nice. We'll have another episode for you. <laughs> have a good run today, and I know we'll be talking to you. All right. We go in there, and they got the yeah. I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm offending people at this point. But I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying yeah. to Yeah, you're just trying to like educate them. Yeah, yeah. But I have a weird style and that's sort of. Yeah. I could have done it better. I was almost too mocking about it. And it just because it's so <laughs> cool. I know. I know. The problem is, as you know, when you present things like that to people, they keep moving the goalposts. When you show them a study and that it's not a blessing, the importance of blah, 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 blah studies, to them it's like, yeah, but there was this study. I mean, they were creative. Yeah. And then they start talking about agriculture and dogs and cats. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> at that point, it's like, I don't know how oh, yeah. the skeptics guy, I've talked to a few of those guys, I don't know how 
a little bit. Yeah. yeah. She's really great. She's she just she started following me. She's actually a runner. Too. Oh, really? She's um skepticality. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great show. She's got the brilliant stuff. He's got the And you know the great thing about her is you know I'm I'm Catholic and it's like so, but she's still really nice and you know because I I mean I. Obviously, I'm a big believer in science and so forth, but it's like, I've met some skeptics that are like, I don't even want to talk to you because you've got this character. I'm like, I know, which isn't right. Help me convince the rest of the world that they shouldn't wrap magnets around their head. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's like that. She's such a cool person. That's good, yeah. You ever get a chance to meet Sue? Hey, Unmetered street parking. Not far away, like what, less than a mile away? I'm the most excited about that that I've ever been about anything. We were just worried about getting here. Jim, how are you? Hi, Neil. Neil Ferris. How are you? Tim Cleary, how are you, man? Hi, Kelly. I saw you guys on TV last night. I know I'm off to I just ran over here. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm always worried. I never, I'm never positive about anything that I do when I'm out running. I am that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm slightly injured. Oh, really? What happened? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's a hip flexor or the IT band, but it's something right yeah. in this area. Uh, on the side, not in the front necessarily. Yeah. So maybe it's, I don't know. It might be the IT band. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah. Right. It's clear up here where it's acting up. I've had it down here lots of times. for the day yeah. just come and sit with us and talk with us they did that all the time you know getting little private gigs so they were like they actually said Tinkoff could you go down here for a week I want you to find the best bars the best restaurants <laughs> the best bowling alleys like, they're going to be here for a week we, yeah. every night they want something fun to do yeah. and I'm like wait you're going to pay me for a week to come down to Boston <laughs> and check out bars I'm like, what did I say Shit, you know? We will need bowling, bars, yeah. women. Right? So I did that. And we did this thing for like three, four years. Every like couple of months. 
months, I would come down here and stay here for a week, bring them in, and we'd set up. We used to do like we at the art museum, the beautiful Boston Fine Art Museum. There's a private dining room in there, and like restaurant. Like, yeah, we do a fancy. Space. These are executives. These are not like you know us. They're like you know, them. Yeah. And I would do all the AV. I would set up the projectors and make sure all of the, the computers were available. The internet was available. And this was back in the day of dial-up. You know, so it was still, you know, I was I was like the, you know, the AV guy, like the cable guy, but also the party guy. And you know, we did some really cool things. And and so. And, this is a really fun story. In this hotel, is Scholars. Scholars is like the jazz club. Yeah, right? it is. it's a pretty significant place. In there, you walk in there and it's a holy. We could get real acts or go to one of their concerts in Scholars, but Scholars doesn't open every single night. During the middle of the week, there's sometimes there's like nothing going on. It's dark, right? So we said, well, we'll one day a week when we do this, we take Scholars and set up like a party in Scholars. And they're like, oh yeah, sure, you can have dinner in Scholars and. So we needed band because it's this beautiful stage. So what I used to do is I'd go into Cambridge and I'd find like some really killer street jazz combo, and I'd go up to them like, "You guys want to play Scullers tonight? So like, you want us, you want us to see somebody at Scullers? You got tickets? I'm like, no, 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 no. You want to play Scullers? And they'd go, "You shit, but yeah, we'll pay you two hundred bucks. You want to come play Scullers to get one of these acts to play Scullers? It's thousands. You know, it's like two hundred bucks. I'm like, oh my, are you serious? And they would pack up, and there'd be like a guy in a cologne, you know. And like kids, they're like kids, but they're so good. Or we go over to Berkeley, college of music, they play out in front. We'd get people right off the street, and we'd bring them in, and And it was like so cool. They'd walk out there, and they would shine. And it was kind of nice, because they would get out, and they would play, and everybody would watch, thinking it was like a real act. And then like, after they realized it's really more like a street act than a real act, they were good. But there's yeah, the street yeah. yeah. And then everybody would start talking and drinking. And like, <laughs> like, I'm doing my. Oh, why aren't you watching my? No. It's okay. You're getting paid. Yeah. Hi, this is Dan. All right, so... Oh, okay. All right. Technical difficulties with the Poco Loco episode. All right. I had the recorder going for much of the Poco Loco run, but apparently the microphone must have jiggled loose from the jack and the recorder because I ended up getting... Uh, several hours of silence. Nothing. Uh, except for some little staticky bits. It, it sounds horrible, so apologies, but it sounds a little bit like this. Right? Got it? Okay. A few minutes of that, and some silence. And that's about it. That's all I got. So, unfortunately, I didn't get anything from, like, when we did the speech before the Poco Loco run. I didn't get anything from the actual run itself. I didn't get anything from the midpoint of the Poco Loco. I didn't get anything from the second half of the Poco Loco. I didn't get the ending of the Poco Loco. None of that stuff came out. So, that really stinks. I did get some stuff where uh, Nick and I recorded our thoughts about the run the day after. So that's good, because I, if I know Nick, uh, and I do, after 17 years, she would not have wanted to record that again. So that's good. So we got that. Oh, uh, God. <sighs> 
So anyway, hopefully Steve Runner, uh, hopefully his recorder didn't crap out on him, because I know he was recording the Poco Loco, uh, much of it. So he should have a good episode on fidipidations uh, sometime in the near future. So if you want to hear what it was like, uh, listen to that episode, not this one. Mm. In the meantime, anyway, I, I, I realized that uh, we we didn't really um, say exactly who was running the Poco Loco. We never sort of counted off everybody who was running, including many of the voices you may have just heard. Um, so this is what happens, see, when you don't do a, a podcast regularly anymore and you do it whenever you feel like it. You forget how the machines work and you forget what you're supposed to say and how you're supposed to say it, and then you end up having to record little patches like this, right? So, lesson learned, right? The Poco Loco team consisted of, besides Nick and myself, the Zen runner, Adam Tinkoff, who, of course, founded and co-organized the Poco Loco. You can find him at slowrunnersclub.com. You know who Adam is. What am I talking about? Also, there was uh, Steve Runner, the co-organizer and host of the Poco Logo uh, at steverunner.com, host of Depredations. Then, of course, there was Eddie Marathon, the other half of the Slow Runners Club. Eddie was very, very kind to me during the race, and we'll have a little sexy story about Eddie later on in the podcast, so look forward to that. There was also Chris Russell, host of Run Run Live. He did the Poco Loco with us. He's a local guy in Massachusetts. Kelly Davis Orr. Uh, she's from Ohio. Came from Ohio all the way in to Boston to run the Poco Loco. She was great. Uh, one of the only people there who, uh, as well as myself, had not run a marathon before. So I felt better about uh, that because uh, I wasn't the only one. There was uh, Tim Dwyron, who is from Northbridge and whose car uh, Nick and I uh, sort of moved into for part of the run. We just ended up living out of his car, basically. There was Tim Cleary uh, from Tennessee. He came all the way up, too. That was great. Thank you. There was uh, Jay and Deb Kumar from uh, Jay Does the Completely Conspicuous Podcast. And they're, uh, they're also locals. They're Massachusetts people. There was Kevin Zelachowski. Uh, he was there. He's an ultra runner, I believe. Ultra runner. He did great. He was fantastic. He's about nine and a half feet tall in real life. Uh, there was also Jim Snyder from uh, out in Western Mass. He came in. He did the he did the run. Um, he also uh, helped me out a lot, quite a bit on the uh, on the run as well. So thank you, Jim. Part of the run, she did it on her bike. There was Alette Meckler, also known as Pet Fixer, on. Twitter. Finally, the last person to run was uh, Neil Beers, a ninja runner from Twitter, who came all the way uh, as part of our international contingent of Poco Locoans from Canada, Canada. He came all the way from Canada uh, to uh, do the Poco Loco, um, and he was just fantastic. Uh, also, we met John Ellis uh, at the halfway point of the, uh, of the first leg down by the Museum of Science. And, of course, I had recorded stuff with him, but it did not come out due to the unforeseen technical difficulties, which I have described previously. Those are all the people who were on the, on the Poco Loco team. Thank you to all of them. So now, I guess I'm going to bring you back to stuff that Nick and I recorded the day after the Poco Loco. And then we go for a little trip to Fenway Park. Okay? Goodbye for now. Everybody, oh. turn around, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I, have no idea. I think I want to move away. <laughs> now I don't want to take your picture at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to tell me to like screw. <laughs>
This is a lovely spot. Mm-hmm. Put your mug in it. <laughs> uh, oh, hi again, everybody. <laughs> we are walking through the Fenway now. Mm-hmm. We're done with the Poco Loco. Yeah, Poco Loco. Yeah. This is the day after. Yep, but we're back in Boston still. Yep. I look, a track. Ooh, interesting. There's a track over here. And a soccer field. Yep. And a really bas- clean-looking basketball court. Yeah, those are the wow. cleanest-looking basketball Ours don't have nets in Fall River, and there's a lot of cracks with weeds and people selling crack. <laughs> Multiple kinds of crack. Yeah, it's all kinds of crack. Somebody doing yoga over there? Or tai Chi, maybe. A doggy. Yep, I'll go with a doggy. The Fenway is a little park, an area, right behind the Museum of Fine Arts. It's very beautiful. I don't really walk through here very much, but I should because it's great. <laughs> We're on our way to a ball game. Yes. Because health froze over, and I'm going to see a Red Sox game. Yeah, you're not a Red Sox fan, but you're going anyway. I'm not a fan of sports. <laughs> like organized yeah. team sports. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> Especially baseball. I believe you once said you'd see me in hell before you saw me at a ball game. Yeah, it's a nice day. It's yeah, it's beautiful. a gorgeous day. Better than uh, yesterday, the Poco Loco day. Cooler than yesterday, but sunnier. Yeah, a little chilly. <laughs> the trees are blooming. It's springtime. All the gardens. Oh, there's a garden over there. Look at that. We can go see it. If you want. Good time. Yeah. We're going to see the Red Sox play the Mariners, 135 on a Sunday. There's a, there's a walk through the park thing after the game where they'll let us walk on the warning track. Yep. We're sitting way the hell on the back because <laughs> that's all but I could get tickets Steve for. Steve Runner said he wanted to hear my reaction to having my going to my first ball game. Yeah, so this is for Steve. Yeah. Everybody else can turn off if you're not interested. I'm going to the Church of Baseball. Yeah. Cathedral? The Cathedral of Baseball is Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. That's how Steve described it. It's like the oldest baseball field still being used today. I think it might be one of, one, of the, <laughs> one of the oldest anyway. Old enough. I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm not rabid. No. I don't really watch many of their games, to be honest with you. But I do like the Red Sox. Oh, no doggies allowed in here. Oh. We're at the James P. Kelleher Rose Garden. Stanley would breathe Yeah, he would. He'd be diving headfirst into oh, those clothes. Like yeah, looks like him. Yeah. No Stanleys allowed. <laughs> yeah, it's a longer ears. Oh, I've never been in here before. Neither have I. I know they have personal gardens that way. You know, people oh, can right. own a plot of land and yeah. do their own gardening in the city. Right, they're community gardens. Yeah. That's either somebody who's painted all white and reclining on the grass, <laughs> or it's a statue. Well, I might we're poke near it. the MFA. <laughs> <laughs> I might poke it to find out. Hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> you're nude. <laughs> you're nude in the <laughs> naked lady. Hey, look, clover. Oh yeah. And the lawn. This is what it's gonna look like. Our grass. Yeah. We're gonna plant clover in our front yard. It's nobody wants to hear that. I'm gonna cut that part out. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's missing hands. Oh, no wonder she's fed up. She's got no face. Yeah. It's like something you draw in high school. Right. No hands, no face. <laughs> Who did this because piece of sh- <laughs> Donate, presented to Boston by her Spanish sister city. Reproduction of Barcelona's beloved Desconsole. Created by Catalan artist Josep Yimona. Yeah, it's a lady without any hands who's naked on a slab of marble and a sheet you know covering her face. It's just an eye hanging out in above <laughs> it, and that'd be the perfect high school piece. Yeah. Yeah, I make fun of art. <laughs> I can't. You're allowed. I'm a mean critiquer, actually. <laughs> 
Generally, I think I'm a nice person, but I wouldn't have my portfolio for people on me. I like to make people look high. How did the Poco Loco go yesterday for you? That was good. We ran about, I don't know, on my watch, around 13.2 miles. Yeah. So about half marathon line. I know the actual running time took about two and a half hours. Yeah. But we did a lot of stops and looking around and talking and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so, waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> How was yours? <laughs> we had different kinds of runs. <coughs> yeah. I uh, I had a hard time. It was a bit tougher for me. It was just a walking apart for you. Yeah. But for me, it was kind of tough because I haven't really um I haven't really done a half marathon distance in a long time. In so like we were saying earlier, we're very undertrained. I eventually got through it. The, the first leg was the longer leg. The legs were slightly different. One was about 7 and a quarter miles, like 7.33 miles, actually, yeah. seven third. The other, the second leg was close to six, mm-hmm. just under six. And we did the longer one first, which I was glad for. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was hard. It was, I know I had trouble with, like, food and drink and stuff. I should have brought more stuff with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of my problems were, like, being undertrained is the biggest problem. Yeah. Which there's one cure for, is to train more. Mm-hmm. The other problem was uh, just the nutrition aspect of it. I kind of bonked the second half, like right from the start. You got calf cramps and... Mostly my right. Started in my left and moved to my right, and it was mostly my right for the rest of it. Because mm. uh, when we stopped in the middle, uh, I had a bottle of Gatorade and I had half a banana. Chris Russell stole the other half of my banana. So it's really all his fault. He ruined my race. <laughs> <laughs> I shared a banana with him. But uh, so I had like this half, uh, half the banana and a, a bottle of Gatorade, and I had like the entire bottle. Yeah. And I dumped all of this Gatorade into my stomach. And as soon as we started running the second half, I was like, Yeah, we, we don't normally do Gatorade, but it was just convenient. Very convenient, yeah. yeah I thought it would be easier than making our own mix, which we usually make with orange juice and honey. Yeah, because, you know, it, I wasn't sure, like, if we'd need more of it for yep. the second half. And then we don't want to make extra bottles and better. Oh. <laughs> Pain in the ass. We're just trying to be... Make it things easy. Just trying to make it easy. Yeah. Didn't work out. So, yeah, the, so the second half, I got all kinds of cramps and ab stitches. And I was uh, I was kind of in a bad way. And I had to walk a lot of the second half. But I was very grateful that people like Steve Runner and Eddie Marathon and Adam, uh, Tim Dwyeran, Deb Kumar, Jim Snyder, mm-hmm. and others, many others, yep. uh, they kept me company. Yeah, everybody's really cool. Yeah, so. I, mean, I felt we bad. We all had different paces, and yeah. you know, we you know some of us were faster yeah. than others, but you know we hung back. If, you know. People were like yeah. needed to catch up. Exactly. But uh, they kept me company. Eddie was uh, Eddie Marathon was great company. Mm-hmm. We shared a tender kiss the night before. <laughs> I know it's unrecorded though. Unrecorded. No, I'm no jealous. Proof. There's no proof of it. I could deny the whole thing. I know. <laughs> but I'll admit it. I kissed a man. <laughs> I gave him a tender. How many pecker. beers did you guys all have? <laughs> I had two beers. And I gave him a lovely little peck on the cheek. <laughs> it's a long story. It's a shocking news thing. Yeah. <laughs> he had just been talking about how, like, Adam had uh, kind of gayed him up a little bit. Adam had, like, the day before on Thursday, had uh, given him a kiss on the cheek and uh, taken a picture of it and surprised him with it. 
and I tried to do the same thing, except the picture didn't come out. I got to just be, the picture got taken just before I did it. So it's the just the timing was just off. Yeah, the timing wasn't right. So it's just between me and him. <laughs> it's, a, it's an intimate thing. Yeah. Part I think I uh, I didn't do well at, but everything else I think went really well. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. I really did. It was, it was just really fun. Yeah, like you got to run with a lot of different people. Like yeah, I tried. I tried to you know make sure I was I ran with everybody the best I could. Chat with everybody. I'm not a big chatter. <laughs> I admit. <laughs> I'm a quiet person. Yeah. But, yeah, it was nice to get to know everybody. So, you know, I knew. Some people better than others. <laughs> Some people I ran with, uh, Jay Kumar. Yeah. Who I'd only known from Twitter. No, it's, it's like... I finally got to meet him. It's nice to see people in real life. Yeah. I've, like, I've read his running column in the Salem News. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, listened to his podcast. Yep. Got to run with Tim Cleary, another great guy. Yep. Who, uh, survived tornadoes to come up. Yeah. This way. Yeah, poor guy. His wife was supposed to come up. And uh, she couldn't because their flight got canceled. Yeah, it's just a mess. This is horrible. He said uh, the surrounding towns, at least 80 people died. Oh, it's terrible. just terrible. I've never heard of anything like that before. Uh, you know, I've never really been over here. Yeah, this is like the... This is Fenway. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, it's funny. I, I go to Boston often, but I just tend to go to the same places. Yeah. Over and over again. See, it was what's weird about this is that you said we should go to a Red Sox game. Which is weird. Well, because I'm, I think you're, you're trying to get out of your comfort zone. I am. I am. I do new things. I, don't know, I turned 35 and I got weird. <laughs> Just trying to have new experiences. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of it is um, turning 35. Yeah. I've been reflecting a bit. Some of it is, uh, I put my grandmother in a nursing home recently, which has been really difficult, and I don't know, I think you should do more things, even even if you don't think you might like them, yeah. you should just give yeah. it a try. You gotta try it out. And you got me um, uh, an indoor rock climbing gift certificate for my birthday, Yes. which I kind of hinted about and you were going to give me, but... <laughs> You knew I was gonna get it for you. What, what am I ever surprised? <laughs> <laughs> I hinted around. I mean, it's not really hard. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna be doing that later. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be. I'll be out of my comfort zone because I don't like heights. It's <laughs> good. You should have new experiences. Yeah, you should do new things. Try different things. I think do life feels scarier sh- a little life bit. Life feels shorter if you don't do stuff. If you do the same routine every day. I've only been to one Fenway game before. Only one. No, that was years ago. Yeah, those years ago. The friend of mine from college, and his uh, his dad and his brother, and we sat we sat pretty much where we're gonna sit today. Way the hell in the back. Well, she said, Steve and my grandmother said to keep looking at the people around because that's yeah. what the real. Yeah, that's why. Is. That's why you go. Really. Not that my my grandmother loves loves the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, the love hate thing. Yeah, of course. But she's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you'll like it. She's so hoping that I'll love the Red Sox and the games and that she can talk to me about it. Yeah. I feel bad because she tries. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get it. It's the VIP lot. So you might see someone famous. Yes, guys, what would you like? Alright, you wanna get going?
That's the only place in Boston on a street that you could actually hold beer. It's not like Savannah. In accordance with the city of Boston's smoke-free workplace regulations, smoking will no longer be permitted on Yawkey Way during Red Sox games. Fenway Park is a completely smoke-free facility. We appreciate your cooperation. Thank you. Section Sox game. You went for your first game. I did. What did you think? It was fun. Hey. I'd do it again. You'd do it again, would you? It was fun to watch the people. Although, I want to go to a losing game. Yeah, those are much more fun. <laughs> Sorry, Red Sox fans. I, I, I like it when they lose because everybody gets angry yeah. and they just say boo. And <laughs> yeah. I'm still not a, a fan of baseball. The actual sport itself. No, it's still boring. But <laughs> it's better when you're with a crowd yeah. than watching it on TV. I think our seats were great. I mean, yeah. they weren't close or anything, but... Oh. But you yeah. could see the whole field. You could see everything. Yeah. Considering we were in the right field bleachers. Yep. We had a pretty decent view. It was quite nice, actually. We were out in the sun. It was a beautiful day. I called Grandma to tell her where to look for us. She was yeah. very excited. Yeah, we said, <laughs> look for the Dunkin' Donuts sign in the outfield, and we're right below the cup. Yeah. With her, I say, I'm sure she didn't see us, but, you know, yeah. it gives her something to do. Yeah. It's, it's kind of exciting for her. She's never been to a game. No, but she would love to go, but unfortunately, yeah. we, uh, we can't get her there. Well, so she'll just have to live vicariously. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that dog. Oh. Oh. I see him walk by the waterfront. Mm. I know all the dogs <coughs> in the city. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a much more fun game because, the, well, the Red Sox won 3-2. to two. But it was tense there for a bit. Yeah, it was. The best part was when they got rid of Wakefield and everybody was sort of, you know, cheering how well he did. Yeah. And then booing the new guy coming back yeah. on. Some relief pitcher. Bobby Jinx. Yeah. Jinx. And he was terrible. And oh. the crowd was just booing him. And yeah, I was booing him. It was horrible. <laughs> it was fun for me. But, oh. I mean. Well, he was <laughs> Yeah, he, he didn't pitch long, but he gave up. Like, two really easy runs. I pitched like a third of an inning. Yeah. It was terrible. It was, oh, he walked in two runs. Which apparently is really bad. Yes. He had like... (laughs) I've never seen such angry people before. He had like two, he had bases loaded. And he walked in two people. 
Like Come on, it's in. He had one out. He had one out to get. Even I understood how embarrassing that was. Uh, it was great though, because everybody was. And, uh, to get rid of him, and I know. Get him out of there! <laughs> it was so much screaming. And uh, Jinx, you bum! <laughs> Go home! Oh no, it was fun. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, like really loud people around us. Yeah, which was great because they were hilarious. It was great. Get a strike for Christ's sakes! <laughs> and then, like, get some strike. There you go! Oh, I know. But then the next pitch would be something really horrible. It, it was a ball. And then it was like immediately, get rid of them! Why are you here? Get them out of there! <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to watch people, like, in our section start a lot of the cheers and jeers. And... Oh, there was this one guy. We'll probably put a picture of him up. <laughs> yeah. He was starting a lot of it, you know. He was like, like wow. Yeah, you, <laughs> the leader of it all. You wonder where all this stuff happens where people start saying, let's go Red Sox. Yeah. It was him. He started yeah. it. <laughs> he would just start spontaneously yelling it. Yeah, and all and a of a sudden, people, like, 37,000 people started. Can you imagine the power <laughs> Yeah, when you do that? He's very into the Sweet Caroline song, they sing. Oh, yeah, because they, they sing Sweet Caroline in the eighth inning. Yeah, apparently they do all, all yeah. the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they turn the music down so you can go, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> And he was all into it. He was singing all the lyrics. Yeah, he was making exaggerated hand gestures. Know, Touching me. Dancing. Touching you. The and, the, and the people. I mean, uh, already it was like one, 145 and some woman was trying to get to her seat in a row. And she's like, oh, I've already had too many beers. <laughs> <laughs> like, the game uh, just started 10 minutes ago. I know. <laughs> oh, come on, will you? No. <laughs> You can only get two at a time. <laughs> but yeah, they did. Uh, they did really well. We'll see. We got two runs uh, uh, pretty early on, and then we were uh, we were ahead for a while. But then, janks. I know, it, it was pretty calm, and it was kind of like, all right, I don't know about this. You know, yeah. it was, it, nobody was yelling. No one was doing anything yeah. like, special. Yeah, I was it, promised praying from Steve. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty but, average. But no, then, it, was, it was pretty quiet, and then they removed uh, Wakefield. Yeah, like the sixth And inning. then it went kind of crazy, and that's when it started getting <laughs> fun. Yeah, we'll see. Well, as soon as they took out Wakefield, you know, they gave him a standing ovation, because he did very well. It was like, I guess this was his first yeah, start. Yeah, that's why it was boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, when it all goes well, it's quite boring. <laughs> But, like, I guess this is his first start of 2011. Oh. And he only started because Clay Buckholz got the flu. Yeah. Uh, apparently they took him out too early. <laughs> yes. To the crowd. He could have lasted at least another inning. He was fine. But they took him out early. So, like, as soon as you see, like, <laughs> as soon as you see Terry Francona coming out to, like, take him out, the manager, people go, boom. You're like a smattering of booze. Yep. And then they, you know, he leaves, so they give him a standing ovation because he did great. And then they put Jenks in. <laughs> Rhymes with stanks. <laughs> and uh, people, they're already like just yeah, not giving him a chance. Even started. Well, I guess he really screwed up the previous game too. Uh oh. Well, he's pretty good at it. Then. Yeah, he's making it a habit. <laughs> well, luckily the other pitchers they put in saved everything. I saw them stealing plates and stuff. Yeah, they stole a base. You got to see one of those. Oh yeah, base. <laughs> the other only home is called a plate. The other ones are bases. They don't call it a second plate. <laughs> you eat off of it. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of footprints and shit on it. Okay. And the tobacco spit. <laughs> Sunflower seeds. Yeah, there's a lot more praying after that Jenks guy came up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, oh, it was just so funny to hear. But then it got boring again when they put in that other guy. Yeah, they put. Well, they closed the Papelbon yeah. as they and it had some other did. dude in between. I don't remember. His name. Yeah, I can't remember him. But, uh, but he was equally boring. Because he was. Because uh, <laughs> he was just being. I guess good. He did yeoman's work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 
But it was so great in the beginning, too. I remember this guy was yelling, like, right from the start. Sort of a couple rows behind us in the bleachers. <laughs> it was loud. And he's like, come on. Get a hit over here. And then he says, I don't think they can hear me down here. It's like, it's like he's all no. pissed off. That they, <laughs> they didn't like, listen to him once. You know, I'm just wasting my breath. <laughs> no, he's so fed up. I know. Stop him, though. I keep, I keep suggesting they hit home runs right to me, and they won't. Can you even hear me? Hey. But it was cool after the game we got to walk on the field. That was a lot of fun. You were like a little boy. Yeah. Really having such a fun time. I was like, okay. Yeah, we. Happy for you. Yeah. They uh, they let everybody walk on the uh, on the warning track all the way around the uh, the field. We get to touch the green monster. Yep. It feels like green painted metal. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yeah, we get to uh, see a bunch of memorabilia. They had like the World Series trophy. Which was pretty exciting. I just we that sort of, nothing to me. We sort of breezed by the the, the souvenirs and stuff. They it had like pretty crowded. Right yeah, there. like here's an old chair. <laughs> and you have to like look up close to closely to see what kind of chair it is and why it's important. Yeah. All that stuff. I'm like, uh, I was really more excited to just be like on the you know on the warning track yeah. and to you know be near the grass, and peek into the bullpen. And yeah. All the sunflower seeds. Yeah, it was good. And it was only my second time at Fenway, and like my first time, I, I don't, I hadn't really remembered a lot of it, because you know I was. Uh, yeah, you didn't get to walk on the field either. No, no, I think they might have only just started that recently, and they're only doing it a couple of times this season. So. Yeah, so I was happy to be a part of that. So, what would your message be to Steve about <laughs> going to Fenway, the the Cathedral of Baseball? Well, I'm. I'm not exactly going to join the religion, (laughs) but I'll just be agnostic about it. (laughs) But you'll stop in at Christmas and Easter? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I'm good for that. It was fun. It was fun to go to the game. Definitely not going to ever sit and watch it on TV unless I have to. I've been forced to in the past. I might pop into more games. I frequently don't. I don't watch a lot of it on TV because we don't get a lot of the channels. We don't care. And you work weird hours. Yeah, I always worked weird hours, so I'd always just catch the uh, the highlights on like I'd read the stories basically, and I catch the highlights on the internet. But well, now that you're out of work, you know you have time. Yeah. What else do I have to do <laughs> with myself? I have to sit and watch baseball and look for another job. Yeah, I couldn't go every week or anything. No. I think that would drive me crazy. I get the feeling there are some people who are there every week. Yeah. They I like exactly. where we sat. We could get seats there again. Yeah. And I like that because they're uh, they're cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Those aren't the $165. Well, the people around us who seem to frequent it a lot said that was... I remember some lady saying, like, she, this is the first time she sat in that section, but she liked it a lot. Yeah. It was actually... It was a really good spot, actually. I, I agree. I would, I would want to sit over there. We were in section 39. Yep. It was way in the back, but it's, you get a whole it's a small field, so you know it's not that big a deal. It's, 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 it's everything you can see people doing things. Yeah. And the TV's right there. <laughs> there were triple crowns and MVPs. He hit the ball with grace and ease. Teddy was as splendid as they come. Then Yastrzemski got the call. In '67, he did it all. And the pennant was flying high before his work was done. I'm talking baseball. Jackie Jensen, Reggie Pearsall, Boston baseball. Ronald's Rico and Don Schwal. Tony C, the monster Ike the Lock. Lon Borg and the strange glove of the dock. We're talking baseball. Baseball and the socks. Talking baseball in New England Aganis and Smokey Joe Stevens three hits in one inning Carlton Fisk and Freddie Lynn Please come to Boston in the spring It's a beautiful thing So did you, we ended up having sort of a little mini Boston vacation I know, without staying up there So we saved a lot of money Yeah and the dogs didn't have to have a babysitter. No, because, so. I mean, we're close and we just drove back and forth. Yeah, it's only 55 minutes. That's not bad at all. 
So did you uh, did you like your little Boston mini vacation between the Poco Loco and the? I did. It's just what I needed. It was great to see everybody. It was great to see, do something new and see the game. I, you know, Peggy, Steve picked the greatest route to run. Yeah. I don't think I got to thank him personally because it just all the chaos. But seriously, he did a great job picking the route. It was like phenomenal. Yeah, it was pretty perfect. I've never been to a lot of the. Uh, the sections we run to before along the river. Yeah. I've been to some of them, but not across the river, looking into the city. No. So it was a great route. Beautiful day. Got to see and meet a lot of new people and yep. see old friends. Yep. Make new ones. It was great fun. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really great running with everybody. Oh, I'm sore. Um, my legs are pretty pretty sore afterwards too. Your feet were killing you. Yeah, for some reason. I, I don't know why exactly, but my arches have been hurting crazy. I think it's all the standing. We did a lot of standing around. I mean, we ran in two and a half hours, but mm-hmm. we stood around and waited and talked and chatted for maybe a good four and a half hours. Yeah, the actual running part, I calculated it was not that far off my half PR. Yeah. Uh, it was a 244 and a few seconds. It was like a few seconds away from a half PR. But the act- it took a lot longer because there were a lot of breaks. Yeah. A lot of picture taking. Yeah. Looking around. And yeah. But you, but you and we did meet John Ellis, too, in yeah. the middle. And that was, that was fun. It was good to hear, like, put the voice to the, to the face now. But because there was a lot of standing and, and uh, waiting and stuff, your, uh, your feet were killing you. I heard Chris Russell say his feet were hurting, too. Yeah, I read that on his, uh, his post. <laughs> My legs were just sore. I felt like I ran a marathon. Yeah. But, so do you feel ready in a few weeks? We're going to be running the uh, cherry, cherry tree, whatever, half marathon. No. <laughs> Still don't feel ready. Although, I think I would do okay. You gotta hydrate better. Yeah, I think in an actual... Don't let Chris Russell steal your, steal your banana. No, this time, I'm, even if he shows up in Pawtucket and asks for a half a banana, <laughs> I'm gonna a, say no. You're a full banana man. I need a full banana. <laughs> <laughs> I need the whole banana. I think in an actual half marathon situation, I think I can probably fuel better. Yeah. And get a few more runs in. Yeah. some time. I don't know, it's maybe three weeks? Something like that, so... You can do the distance. It's about doing it well. Yeah, that's what I'm really more doing worried it about. better. Yeah. <laughs> no cramming. No. You cram all the time. Were you like this in school? You no. for tests and things? No, I... I knew this stuff, but that was intellectual. Yeah. This is physical. I think I could probably do it okay. But no cramming. And no, I won't cram. The uh, the leg cramps were just weird. I'll have to figure that out. I need more potassium. But you are going to do the hundred burpee challenge with me. Yeah, just today we started because uh, Tim Dwyer. Yep. Who was uh, at Poco Loco? He was at Poco Loco. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. He said he was going to start doing a, a hundred burpee streak where you do one burpee on the first day, two on the second, three on the third, and so on and so yep. forth. For, fifty on the fifty. Yep. Oh boy. Until you're doing a hundred on the hundredth day. So, it was easy. He's, yeah, yeah, that's what he, allegedly he says it's easy. So <laughs> I'll find out if he's a liar or not. <laughs> so this is your first burpee. How'd you feel? I just did my first burpee today, yeah. It was okay. I was just, uh, you know, I had to like walk back with my hands after getting up again because <laughs> I'm not very flexible. But hopefully that's what the burpees will help me get better at. Well, doing. after doing 100 on day 100, yeah. after having done 99 the day before, yeah. you might get good at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, I presume. I've already done a lot with like with CrossFit, but um, yeah. you know, I haven't done a challenge like this. And I could use some help with push-ups. So. And hopefully it'll uh, prepare me for the Warrior Dash. I think it will. It's got, it works pretty much everything. Yeah. It's a good all-around... Uh, you got biometrics in there, you got a lot of squatting, you got push-ups, yep. more work. And now we're back home. 
Yep. 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 So, I think that wraps up this special Boston-themed Poco Loco Red Sox episode. Just shut the door on that. <laughs> You're gonna throw poop out in the yeah. in the yard. So you go. I'll I'm direct say, her. Bye. 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 All right, she's going to go throw out dog poop in the backyard. So if you have to email us for whatever reason, you can email us at fourfeetrunning at gmail.com. That's with a number four, feetrunning at gmail.com. If you would like to go to the blog to find our photos of the day or other podcasts that we posted, you can go to fourfeetrunning.blogspot.com. With the number four, feetrunning.blogspot.com. We have lots of old episodes for you. And we'll be doing occasional new ones. Every so often, whenever there's something nice that happens, and we feel the need to say hello. You know what I mean. Uh, just go to Four Feet Running and check the iTunes link, and you can get all the episodes there. Okay. So, bye for now, and we'll see you eventually. bonus bit at the end here. Uh, Nick has asked that I podcast myself foam rolling out my shins because she thinks it's funny. <laughs> so uh, I got, I'm got uh, on the floor here. I got the foam roller out. Uh, here we go.